Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Hello and welcome to day 11 of the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. I'm joined here, of course, with my good friend slash travel wife, Gus. How are you, bud? Good, mate. I'm glad that this has started off sounding like love song dedications because that's exactly what it feels like. Well, they do call me the love god. Uh, no one, one calls hours, me that. One hour sleep. We are firing on one cylinder. <laughs> Fucking zero cylinders. We're firing on cubes. Right, so we are going to jump straight in to the feature athletes. There's a bit of news here, mate. Last night we went to go see some of our feature athletes, the Nigerian women's bobsled team. My God. <laughs> I, I know this is about the athletes. It's about the minnows. But fuck me. That was the coldest thing I've ever had to deal with. It was a test of human endurance. It was. It was basically... Uh, it was our Vietnam. And the PTSD will never leave. It was so bad. The cold was cutting through me like a parent's disappointment. Oh. I could not stand standing there. It was It was so bad. No. No. And, and to the point where... The only thing that we needed was warmth. Uh, we had we were dressed in the tracksuits, um, which are not really warmth-giving devices. They're more giant beacons for Koreans to come and take photos with, yeah. like a giant neon sign that says, we're idiots, take photos of us. <laughs> uh, but they don't provide warmth, and we kept taking our fucking gloves off so that we could use our phones to produce content and yeah it was a bad state of affairs it was bad it was it was so i i i have no idea how to deal with the cold i was talking about frostbite and you were like you're a fucking idiot you don't know how frostbite works you've got I, it you, I stand by that you, 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 you said you have at least five stages to get through before your fingers start to drop off that's because on the way down the hill from the bobsled you said i'm really worried about my fingers I was. Yeah, but that's not a lie. No, but it's just like I mean, I might be a bit of a hypochondriac about my own health at the moment, but that's because I've been taking mystery drugs. What's your excuse? Ah, oh, Mr. Tough Guy taking his drugs that he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> think you're better than me <laughs> because uh, all, my fingers hurt in the cold. All I'm saying is that I took the Korean morning after pill and I'm fine. Yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> so Nigerian women's bobsled, uh, the girls, valiant effort, but they, they unfortunately came last in after the first two heats. They will be competing again tonight uh, in the third heat, but it's pretty much just for just for pride. It's a, it's a victory lap. It um, is, of, yeah. Of sorts. A huge effort for them uh, to actually make it. First African team yes, ever. Uh, training on dry land. I think they're training out of Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, on basically railway tracks. Yeah, like a bill, they use like a billy cart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of weird um, pics of them training basically out of a barn. Yeah. With like railway railway track sleepers and a bobsled on. It, it kind of reminded me of Back to the Future. 
You know when you've just got different scenarios where you're like, all right, well, now we're in old-timey. Yeah. <laughs> we need to put this fucker on, <laughs> on, on train wheels. Yeah, can't wait for the hover bobsled in the, oh, in the sequel. Hover 2022, Beijing. Uh, but we, as, as Gus mentioned, we did have some exclusive interview footage, which we are going to drop. And yeah. that's going to be coming through on our social channels later tonight. It's a world first. It's a no, world first. No one has ever so. had a trackside interview with the Nigerian bobsled team. Nope. They're, they're huge. They've, uh, they've been on Ellen. Hottest property. Everywhere. They've been yep. in Time. Yep. Yeah. Like the magazine. The, not, not the Herb. <laughs> <laughs> or lords of the uh, the tangible concept time. Yeah, yeah, great. So we cannot go through our feature athlete part without having a look at this absolute battler who has claimed our hearts and minds, uh, Elizabeth Swaney of Hungary. Okay, so for anyone that hasn't followed it, Elizabeth Swaney, the women's freestyle ski halfpipe. Yeah. Usually... People are pulling some sick tricks like a Japan 720. Disaster safety grab 1080. A, a switch Daisy Duke uh, 1440. Yeah, a fist bump front forward flip disaster. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Definitely not Japan disaster, though. We've established that that is not a trick. And That no- was a horrible moment in world history. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but she went through an entire Olympic halfpipe run doing what would kindly be described as slow snowplow turns. Yeah. Look, to be fair, even though she did zero tricks half and she went up and steep. down and up down, up down the half pipe, she is miles better than I am. Oh, that's such a bad bar. Yeah. She's I, a, she's yeah. in the Olympics. But I mean, so many people have just been like, how the hell have you gone down this run, not done any tricks? The guy, the the guy who's been doing the the analysis, the the color, the color commentary of the of the actual events, he was we just analyzing it. He was analyzing it like it was a legitimate run. It was amazing. He was trying to justify it. He's it like, was just like just showing the judges that she's got a bit of style. She's not quite going to have the altitude, the alley-oop, but, uh, but uh, that's a, that's a nice switch. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to finish switch so she can show the judges a little bit of style. A little bit of style. And we're it's like, a, it's like what mate, it, mate. She didn't finish switch. She came off the half pipe backwards and could not turn around. Yeah. It, it may have been the the easiest run for her, but it was the hardest day for that commentator. <laughs> He's just gone. He's All right. trying to pull rabbits out of hat on air. Here we go, Frank. Remember your training. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is what you're here for. Montage is playing in his head. So... You might be wondering how exactly Elizabeth Swaney got to the Olympics if she cannot ski. Mm. And the answer to that is... Shut up. up. She's in the Olympics. <laughs> and you're not. Pure grit and determination. Yep. Qualified for Hungary. Her grandparents are Hungarian. Yep. She's an American. And to give you a little bit of backstory, when she was 19, she ran against Arnold Schwarzenegger for the governorship of California. Why the fuck not? Because... She a boss. Oh, yeah. And then at 25, went on a uh, fun trip to, I assume, Aspen or some other ski field with mates, and then came back and went, okay. Skiing's for me. Let's do this. Let's do this plank on feet thing. Yeah. Uh, and proceeded to find a fucking loophole. Yep. And that, that, that loophole was basically show up. Yep. Show Go- up, accrue points. Just make it down in one piece, it's un- and you will get points. Unfucking believable. So the World Cup qualification system is: 
you need to accrue a certain amount of points and you need to have a certain number of top 30 finishes. Yeah. And top 30 finishes in something like the Super G are hard as fuck because yeah. there's 100 people in every field. Yeah, yeah. Turns out the women's skiing freestyle halfpipe is not exactly bashing down the door at the moment in, no. as far as attendance goes. Yeah. So she just picked... She's a fucking genius. She yeah. She picked a heap of events, World Cup events, legit, where there were less than 30 people. Yep. Had heaps of top 30 finishes. Yep. And flew under the radar. The Hungarians didn't check it out. Because, no all, one... all, because I mean, it, it's like lying on your resume. You're like, yeah, I did time here. Uh, I worked at this bar. It's up to the employer like, to check it. Yeah, it's up it... to the employer to check it. And no one checked it. Nope. No one from Hungary checked it. She was like, all they saw on the resume was fucking 35 top 30 finishes. And they were like, great. Big time. She was Frank Abagnale in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. And Hungary were... Uh, all of the other characters in well, that movie. <laughs> they were Tom Hanks, but not Tom but Hanks, not Tom because Hanks. Tom Hanks was trying to catch him. Exactly. They were just, they were like Pan Am. Yeah. They were just all about it. They're like, yeah, great, yeah. you're a pilot. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Welcome aboard. I've really got to watch that movie again. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, so Elizabeth is dividing opinion over here. Some people are saying, how dare she? What a scourge on the Olympics. She should be ashamed of herself. She's taken the spot from someone else. Incorrect, we Incorrect. are saying. Because it's a fucking quota space for Hungary. Did yeah. Hungary have anyone else? No. Absolutely not. How many fucking top 30 finishes do you have? Get off your ass, get to an FIS ski halfpipe meet, and then we'll talk. We've heard it's super fucking easy. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Put your name on the clipboard like we did at the restaurant the other night. <laughs> it's basically, and just go down the hill. It's basically bunny karaoke. hop your it's way karaoke. down. Uh, so I found a picture online, Rick, and we will uh, we will put this up. Would you be surprised to know that our new minnow hero knew she was a minnow from the start? Would I be surprised? Yes. Well, she probably thought of herself like a bit of an underdog, I would think, yeah. Well, check out this photo. Who is that next to her? Oh, my God. She's being flanked by Peter Taufatur and German Madrazo, the bloke who got held up. Uh, not robbed, but he got, he, got held, <laughs> he got held up on the shoulders of, of fellow minnows when he finished the cross-country ski the other day. Yep. Wow. She is flanked by minnow royalty. Wow. But. She's up there. Oh, the apprentice just became the master. Yeah. She is the talk of the town for both good and bad reasons. But what we say is, Elizabeth, when it doesn't work out with Hungary, because Hungary have been quite clear on this, um, yeah. they have released an official statement saying, we need to revisit our nomination procedures, and we're going to do that with the uh, relevant experts, it- i.e., all you fuckers that are trying to use this loophole get fucked. Yeah, it it has definitely become that whole thing of where the president has walked into an underground bunker in a thriller oh, and totally. is just like, talk to me. Yeah, and everyone's spoken to this guy who's the Hungarian NOC president being like, okay, sit down because <laughs> this chick has just made us look like idiots and he's just like, oh no. Press the button. Yeah. And so the loophole is going to be closed so quick. It's going to be shut like a motherfucker. But also, tell you what, Hungary, you're not exactly tearing up the Winter Olympic stage. Oh, so shit, no. if I was you guys, I'd just be saying, fantastic. All press is good press. All press is good press. Well, for Hungary, 
but it's going to be even better press when we put out our press release. Boom! People's Republic of Rigistan's newest and best signing, only signing. Yes. Elizabeth Swainy. <laughs> Rigistan, Beijing, 2022. You heard it here first. The people's hero, Elizabeth Swainy, will be kitted out head to toe in yellow and white. Just blindingly canary yellow. Does she need lineage? Fuck no, she doesn't. No way. We're handing this shit out like Big Mac vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come You want to come ski for us? Absolutely. Can't do any tricks? Doesn't matter. Neither can we. Exactly. <laughs> if you can... That's going to be our criteria. If you want to represent Rigistan, if you can do something better than we can, you can do it on behalf of Rigistan. Fuck, there's going to be some very, very average competitors. Oh, yeah. That bar is so low. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so low. Anyway, speaking of Peter Taffer Defua. Yes. He's an elusive man. We finally... <laughs> thought you were going to say, he's a loose unit. He is, well, he definitely is. Yeah. Based on, based on his, uh, his WhatsApp messages, he is a loose unit. Oh, based yeah. on his press conferences, he's the President of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to reconcile these two Peters. No, it's going to be real weird when we get on the phone with him when we do this morning uh, and do an exclusive interview, exclusive for us. And it's going to be great. Because you're getting messages like, hey, what up? I'm just in the limo with with Mexico and Chile. And then the next minute, you hear him talking about inspiring young kids of the Pacific. And I'm like, oh, no. Hold on. Which bits? Which Peter are we getting? Uh, exactly, yeah. And, uh, and it's, he, he it's, was it's, like... it's full Forrest Gump. Not him, of course. I just mean the box of chocolate scenario. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if describing the tan Tongan man we're about to interview as a box of chocolates is fair. No, I mean... Oh, come on. Come no, on, mate. No, fuck come off. Come on, buddy. Don't you dare. It's, it's too early for that. No. <laughs> so, uh, we are interviewing Peter at 9.30am Korean time, uh, just before he's interviewed by uh, similarly credentialed... Uh, World Press Time Magazine. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he. That's really nice, Peter. Thanks so much for squeezing time in after uh, us. Perfect. Well, <laughs> that's really it's good of you. We'll we'll leave them a little of you. Yeah. So that's uh that's almost all of our feature athletes, apart from the fact that we always leave the best for last. Yes, the Moulay Lord, the Moulay Lord, Peter Michael Michaels. He is speed skating and he is. Taken to the ice with his compatriots Shane Dobbin and Rayon K. Damn they, right he is. They are just an absolute surefire crack at a medal. Three of these teams that are skating tonight out of four are walking away with medals, and they are one of them. That's great odds. That's fantastic odds. 75% odds. Yeah. And Back with are, the stats right up in your face. Yeah. We, why are you saying stuff like a rapper? Anyway. So we, early. Yeah. So the, the, the New Zealand men's uh, TP, which I'm sure is hilarious, in, hilarious Ameri- in, in, in America uh, for its acronym, but the team pursuit will be on tonight and we are super, super psyched on his behalf. Yeah, we're, we're super pumped. I've managed to get over my disappointment of Peter Michael, one my favourite Olympian, uh, voting yes in the Are You Disappointed uh, That uh, Gus Didn't Die poll, which was recently <laughs> on Instagram. Um, but... It's fine. I really like Peter Michael, though, because when I followed up with, are you happy if Rig is alive, he voted yes. Yes, because your two options were yes or you bet. You bet. (laughs) 
That's what you got to do. Fuck you. I just found the login to the Instagram. Shit is going to get different well, today. You know what? I was never, it was never going to be a negative option in that. You can't spell rig without rig. Gert. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. On to, on to Minnow Metals. As you can tell, once again, that one cylinder that we are firing on is starting to give out. <laughs> Min- <laughs> what is it? Sounding like a midget with a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. <laughs> trying to hammer its way out. <laughs> right. Minnow Metals. Yes. Hungary have been completely bereft of success over the course of winter games past, but it has not stopped them from... Roaring into third place. What about the on the timing? Minnow medals? How's how's the timing? The same yeah. day that they get embarrassed on the world stage, on the minnow stage, they get they, possibly they get the best success the they one, could ever hope for. Th- they had they had the strongest uh, day of the minnows. They did. Oh, yeah. yeah, they they walked away. They had three gallium. Oh, that's huge! In one day, that is that's huge. amazing. So now they're sitting on five gallium, two steel, one brass for a return of eight medals. Third place. Huge. Ahead of them is New Zealand, and New Zealand are they've they've got eight gallium, and, and Latvia have ten. Uh, New Zealand is going to close the gap, and I mean they're they've, we can obviously, all... they've obviously got a medal coming tonight. Yep, and we can see at least three other galliums that they are almost uh, guaranteed for. And geez, Latvia will be sweating on this oh, because they get a majority of their medals from the sliding sports. Yep. And sliding sports are almost completely done. Absolutely. It's just the uh, the women's two-man bobsled and the men's four-man bobsled. So if they don't come away with galliums there, we reckon NZ, drop your coin on them. They will be short-priced favourites as soon as the sliding events are and if Latvia doesn't get more gallium. Yep, make sure to check out Minnow Markets on Sportsbet. Not actually a thing. Right, so Career Advisors Everything's is, a thing on Sportsbet, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Call career, them up. Career Advisors is the next broad stroke segment that we do have. It's where we cram absolutely everything into, and it could be news, it could be our cultural adventures on the ground. It's a bit of a hodgepodge potpourri of everything. And wow, <laughs> yesterday. Should we, should, we, should we start off with the Vox Pop? Okay. So, yes. So we got to the bobsled. Um... We weren't kidding when we said that we were getting uh, accosted for photos. Just harassed. Yeah, and it wasn't even a question because, I mean, there's a bit of a language barrier. And by a bit, I mean an incredibly large language barrier. We don't speak Korean. A lot of Koreans don't speak English. Yeah. Um. So people were just coming up to us at the bobsled while we're standing there trying to establish real estate so that we can conduct our trackside interview. And they would just come over and all of a sudden there would be three five-foot Korean women yeah. doing the peace sign in front of us, yeah. staring down the barrel of a camera. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is happening here? People are just taking f- selfies with our backs? Yeah. The, do you know what? The, 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 really, the really funny thing is, like, I mean, we think it's hilarious, right? But at the same time, I now totally get that whole, like, you know, celebrities who are, like, trying to eat meals oh, yeah. or, like, out with their kids yeah. and people come up to them. We're not that I at mean, all. We're, we're not that at all. We love it. But fuck. If this I was feel, your, if I, this was your life, if if it was your life, like I mean, it was it was it kind of got annoying. To be honest with you, it did, and it got to a point where we're just like, we're trying to get something done here, <laughs> and it was just like when it rained, it poured. Every time one person came over, they'd be like, the the, the thought process of the person behind them would be like, what are they taking photos of? Oh, it's oh. those guys. I must also therefore get a photo of them. Quick, this photo opportunity. The highlight of the of the whole encounter 
though, was the woman who came up to us who was from the PyeongChang Organizer Committee wanting wanting photos. Yes, correct. And so we got in there and we used that phrase that she wanted. Yeah, she. Uh, so she said, uh, where are you from? We said, Rigistan, and she, and she was like... Great. Uh, what uh, what is the country name? We're like the People's Republic of Rigistan, and she's like, okay. So can you do fighting Rigistan? Fighting Pyeongchang? Fighting? Yeah. And so we did this weird photo shoot and like vox pops. Yeah, it was uh, it was like the, it was the Pyeongchang organizing. Yeah, community. it was like three hundred, the movie three hundred in Korean. Yeah, and it was just it was a whole thing, and then we 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 went back to what we were doing. And then she comes over to us a short while later and says, uh, where, where, where is Rigistan? And she passes the phone over with Google Maps oh, open. Oh, yeah. And Gus then proceeds to zoom in and zoom in and zoom in to Australia, <laughs> into Australia, into New South Wales, into Sydney, into the inner west of Sydney, and just points at Marrickville and goes, there. <laughs> and then they all walk off and they're like, Oh, and then they walk away and we're just like, what is happening? We are fucking with some people geographically. But we didn't hear anything for ages. Yep. And, and you know, time goes by. We weren't even keeping track of the time because we were so goddamn cold. I thought the fucking tears in my eyes would freeze over. Oh, I was keeping track of every second. It felt yeah. like an icy dagger through my dick. Absolute eternity. And then she comes back and she goes, ah, oh, Rigistan. And we're just like, yes. And she goes... I saw you on YouTube. Oh, no. You're a liar. Yeah. And we're just like, uh-oh. Uh, ha, ha, ha. And then she goes, but thank you. <laughs> and I was like, you are most welcome. <laughs> you're, you're so polite, and we are so sorry. <laughs> I would never, ever react that way. <laughs> yeah, so karma came back to bite us right in the ass. It did. Because not only were we doing that 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 very, I, I think it's quite a sweet swindle it's, when we do Rigistan. It it's, is. It never. It's never affable malevolent. rogues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that affable rogues. We're not here to hurt anyone. No. We're just here to uh, fuck with people, lie to them about geography, and then use our tracksuits to skip a three-hour bus queue. Which is exactly what we did. When we walk downhill from the sliding center, yeah, you must understand to get out to some of these venues is <laughs> an absolute must. mission. I'm going to paint a picture for you guys. So what happens is you get the bullet train, which literally traverses the entire width of Korea. Sure does. Okay. So Seoul is on the eastern part of South Korea. You're going out to the westernmost part where the mountains are. You get off at the train station. Other way. It's absolutely the other way. <laughs> Flip that. Let's <laughs> Seoul, South Korea is on the westernmost part of Korea. Rick has been in charge of maps. Oh no, I knew you were bringing here. that up. You absolute fuck. <laughs> we, the only reason that we've ever gone anywhere in Seoul is because we've been taking Uber Blacks like rapids. <laughs> have been dropping us off right out the front door, and when they don't, we get mercilessly lost. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, so Seoul, South Korea, if yep. you haven't heard of it, it's the capital and we're staying there and it's on the westernmost part sure of is. South Korea. You have to traverse the entire country on this train traveling at 300 k's an hour. It's a huge amount of distance to travel. It takes about two hours to get out there into the mountains on the easternmost part. And you get out at the train station and then you promptly have to catch a, a, a bus or a coach, um, out to the, to the, 
to the places. The sliding center is the fucking worst. You get out there oh. and you're just like, we saw it for the first time and we were out there for the skeleton. We looked up and we were like, your mother kidding. of fuck, please tell me there is an escalator or something. It There was not. It's insane. It's like, it's looking up a mountain. Yeah. And there is a bunch of lights and what is quite clearly a a track. Yeah, at the top of the mountain, it's it's it's, it's up. It, it's up there. Like you look up at it, like it's a fucking castle in a Disney movie, big top. perched atop a mountain, and you're like, I've never really asked the logistics of a Disney movie. It usually just ends. It usually just has the prince on the white horse rocking up to the front door. Oh yeah, how the fuck did he get up that windy trail? Exactly. We'll tell you how. They walked in their fucking Everest boots and dumb yellow tracksuits. They they avoided the on, merch queue. On a giant incline all the way up there and all the way back. It was horseshit. But we get back, or we finish after the after bobsled. Actually, not even. We, we, we leave straight after the Nigerian second run because... Because we uh, ain't got no time, got no for, time fucking for fucking Germany else. times three. Yeah, exactly. In their fucking flame cars. Uh, so we decide that we'll beat the queues... And leave straight away, at A, because we had to be up for breakfast radio in Australia at about 4am Korean time. Yep. But B, because, again, we had nothing left to see. Yeah. So we thought we were being really smart. Turns out that everyone else in Korea... Had the same idea. Had the same idea. Mm. And they also were only there for God knows what. Because they didn't seem to give a fuck about the Nigerians. Uh, they didn't seem to give a fuck about the Koreans. No. Yeah. They, I mean, they, I mean, we, the, the, we, the Koreans we don't know why they were there. The Koreans were first, the first run. Yeah. Of the of the whole thing, and they saw that and they were like, "Oh wow!" And then the place kind of emptied out. Yeah. And I was like, "You guys know there's more runs, right?" It was bizarre. It was crazy. And so you go out, and this line literally goes for about a kilometer and a half, just chockers full of people, and we just ran rings around all of these groups. Because we, because we've been we we commonly get mistaken uh, for athletes yeah and so it was time to actually use that so mm. we started jumping security fences yeah and, and no one no was stopping one, us no one stopped us they saw the rings and they were like yep yeah, so through you go because yeah. because the sliding center is right next to an athletes acom and like a mini Olympic village so yeah. they're like okay let them through until. It got to that last bit, and I imagine this is what a prison break is actually about. It's like you do all of the internal parts, and then it gets to the part where you've got to actually leave the prison. Yeah. And that's when you're exposed. Yeah. And, so and, when- and, and, and you know what? Nothing, there is nothing conspicuous about two large <laughs> Caucasian people <laughs> in blindingly yellow tracksuits suddenly deviating from the line oh, yeah. and walking through the car park. We were giant beacons, <laughs> mate. And so, so one of the uh, crowd control guys, all of a sudden, we just hear from behind us, "Hey, hey, hey, stop! Yeah. Hey, we don't turn around. No, you just keep going. You act like you're supposed to be there, and also for some reason are deaf. Yeah. And so we just kept walking. We just went uh, off we, like Swayze in Point Break. We we pretended like uh, we were walking towards our car. And then got to that car and veered left. hard left <laughs> and then went up to the nearest uh, bus uh, marshal and were like, 
how do we get to Jinbu? And they just put us on a bus. And they put us on a bus. And I, I felt so much like that guy in Titanic who's rich and gets on the lifeboat with all the women and children. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, Billy Zane. Yeah. Was it Billy Zane? No, or does he it, die? It, it's, uh, it's the... I can't remember what his name is. He's an older guy. had the mustache. Oh, right. And, it, and he gets on there and they like they see him and no one calls him out, but he just gets this look of, you disgust me. Yeah, fair enough. He may disgust you, but he's alive. He's alive. And so are we. Exactly. But when we got back to the train station is when the the kick to the dick start, like happened. And, it, and it, <sighs> geez, that leg went right back before it came back and connected with our penises because... Still in there. We got there. These trains back to Seoul, they run once an hour on the hour. And so we got there and we'd missed the train back to Seoul by three minutes. Because everything is fucked and Korea hates us. Yeah, Korea hates us and, and Karma was just coming back for revenge. So we had to wait there for 57 minutes... In the train station, Having we finally we finally get on the train, and our dinner last night. Wow, that was some three star Michelin hatted shit right there. We've only had one hour's sleep, and it's it's real for me. Like the pain of this, uh, this is this was as close to breaking on this tour as I've been. Oh, it I know. Was, it was looking down at this fucking tube of. MSG covered Pringles. Yeah. And just going, is how much would I have to hurt myself with this to make it all stop? Yeah. It was horrific. So we, everything in so Korea. We're in a bad place at this point. Every, we, we want to put this on the oh, yeah, record. We're like, in a horrible place. We were frozen. We know we're only going to get a couple of hours of sleep. Yeah. We still have to send the show plan to, yeah. to Ben and Liam. Yeah. Shit is. Not going well. Everything in that dinner, even all the savoury stuff, covered in sugar. What the fuck, Korea? So why? I'm sure. I mean, a lot of our listeners they might have had bagel crisps from uh, from Woolies. They're delicious. Yeah, they uh, are. They're amazing. Yeah, they're like mini bagels, and they have like garlic butter on them, and they're they're really crisp and, and delicious. Yeah, we went to the gym yesterday. We can say shit like this. Yeah. So we get the the Korean equivalent at the at the convenience store, and doesn't even it smells like sugar and it tastes like sugar but it looks like little garlicky bagels all i can think is that the only stuff that is actually good from 711 is squid snacks because everything else that we bought sucked everything it's, it yeah. sucked so much and yeah. and that's that's my only plausible outcome here is that everything that is korean and weird yeah. in 711 is amazing yeah, and everything that is imitation meant to Western be good. Yeah. is terrible. Yeah, they can't nail it deliberately. I feel like this has gone from podcast to therapy session. Oh, we're we're we're, we're, we're just venting now. <laughs> so we we get on the train, and here's the thing about the trains in in Korea: the the KTX speed trains, they're chock full of people. First off, right, every time you try to book yourself onto the train. We mentioned it in a previous cast, we keep getting told, sold out, sold out, sold out. And some of them are even sold out with standing room tickets, right? Yeah. But the thing is, as we've found from the start of our travels, usually there are no guards to check your tickets. No. So, but, you, just, or, so you just chance it. Yep. And, uh, and not only are there no guards, uh, like guards will walk through 
But they won't the, say the shit. And they won't say anything, and they won't check tickets. Or they'll randomly check one, one person. person in, like, a group of, like, five people. Odd. Anyway, all the chickens came home to roost last night oh. because the one time that I had left our return tickets in the hotel room, yep. this bloke comes over, we're, f- we're ready for death on swift wings, yep. and this bloke in a sky blue jacket, which I assume was made by one of the world's all-time shitty tailors, <laughs> has come over <laughs> and just gone, tickets. And that's the point, if we're still running this prison break analogy, I was like... Now we're fucked. Yeah. So I did the old, ah, oh, it's in the bag somewhere, and started rummaging. And Rig, while I was doing that, yeah. what were you thinking? I was like, we are going to get fined out of the ass for this shit because... I thought we were going to get thrown off the train. Yeah, I thought because like, I, I, what I was going through in my mind was like, fuck, I hope the next stop is Seoul. Yeah. And I'm and pretty it sure not- it wasn't. Yeah. And so I was like, oh no, we're going to get thrown off. Something bad's going to happen. And this and guy, this, this guy, guy had a look about him. He was fucking militant. He was, he was militant he about was this. Baying for blood. So when I'm uh, knowing full well that I didn't have the tickets. Yeah. I'm sort of pulling out fucking GoPros and the flag of a nation that we created and then yeah. lied to his compatriots But like doing about, everything at a snail's pace. Oh yeah. So that this guy will eventually give up and we will break him. Nah. This guy broke us. Yep. He was, uh, eventually I just had to go, I think I left them at home. We, we did buy tickets because that was true. We're on the right train. We're on the right train. Uh, We just picked up the wrong tickets when we left. So we, uh, we don't have our tickets with us. And so this guy gets out his like palm book, like a mini notepad. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Digital thing. And just starts hitting fucking red buttons. Yeah. And that's the point at which we've had to improvise. Yeah. And fortunately, the people's hero, he's nameless. He's faceless. <laughs> he's not faceless. He had a face. He's everyone. He's, he's an everyman. He, tr- this kid He symbolizes in. good career. He's the best. This kid stepped in and started translating for us. Yeah. And for that, we would have rewarded him with some of our dinner. But we actually liked him and didn't want him to suffer. Or get diabetes. Or get diabetes. So he stepped in and effectively, fortunately, the train system has a thing where you can put your credit card in to the fine machine. Yeah. And it will tell uh, the ticket inspector whether you actually did have a ticket. If there's any transactions. What what the transactions are. So after about three different credit card tries, I finally remembered which one I'd paid for the tickets on. Yeah. And thank fuck for that. Because... This bloke continued his rampage, military sweep of the carriage, yeah. and was just oh, absolutely fuck. strong-arming people. Yeah, people were handing over cash. I at no point saw him print a ticket. I don't. I, I didn't this, even oh, check man. whether he whether this, he this, was this, wearing a jacket from Corail. This dude was fucking swinging like Ivan Dra- Drago yeah. from fucking Rocky. He, he was just relentless. Yeah. So. That uh, that was basically the closest that we got to getting arrested, um, and we and we did find out that they're talking to this kid, that there were a bunch of people on the train that had been kicked off at various stations, yeah, who'd been like, yeah, I don't have a ticket, um, and had argued with this bloke, and he'd just gone, great, 
train pulls into a station, just radios in, and the cops come and grab people off the train. Yeah. And look, I understand. South Korea, first world country. If I get dragged off a fucking train in Korea, yeah. I'm not positive that I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, middle of nowhere, icy tundra. Yep. I just... I don't want to cast aspersions on the Korean people, but no. fuck me. Any country outside of my own, basically. Yeah, I get be, dragged out of a train about. in the middle of the night in the middle of ice uh, in America, I'd also be like, I might be going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mate, I'm 100% with you, but we, we narrowly avoided that fate. Thank God. Fuck. Anyway, so that's, uh, that brings us to this morning, where it's uh, about 6.20am in Korea. Yep. And that means that it's time for Donut Spotlight. Absolutely. It's, that's uh, what we do at 621. That's what we do at 621 every day on the dot. <laughs> like so, clockwork. Like fucking clockwork. Right. We turn to the tropical nation of Jamaica. Yes. Who also raced last night. They did. They did. They raced last night. They 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 did. Or they did okay. Yeah, they did pretty well. I don't know if they'll progress, but uh, but you know, big ups to the Jamaican women's bobsled team. First Jamaican uh, women's bobsled team ever. Sweet. Thanks for taking half my fucking thing. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no. 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 It's all good. Um. I have more points than that. Also, fuck you again. So. <laughs> we. Uh, so. So Jamaica. When it comes to Winter Olympics, obviously, everyone thinks about 1988, Calgary Olympics. Yes. It's obviously very loosely translated into, into the movie Cool Runnings. Um, huge, huge movie, uh, uh, a huge role for John Candy. I mean, <laughs> it, that's, that's really what you should take away from that. Yeah, now living his second life as a cat in a cat cafe <laughs> in Seoul. And so... The, the Jamaican, uh, the Jamaicans are obviously based on, on the success of that and the human interest story it generated around those Olympics. Bobsled has become the go-to winter sport for them. Um, they've gone through on the, on the two men, uh, the two man for both men and women. Yeah. Uh, and the four man in, in the men as well. Yeah. And they, do you know what? They've actually done okay. Um, they're, they're, they're not bad. They're not, they're really not bad. So they, so after, 1988. They came back um, in 1992 in Albertville. Didn't do great, but then they came back in Lillehammer in 1994. They stunned many of their critics. They finished in 14th. That's really high. Placing ahead of teams from the United States, Russia, Australia, and France. Yep. Good on them. Yeah. So they're doing. They're actually doing okay. I reckon they would. They definitely would have won a minnow medal at games. Yeah. I definitely, I, I think they would have as well. well I mean, they're probably. No, they're probably going to win one with, yeah, the, with they, the women. They will, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, the feather in the cap for these guys, and what I found was really interesting, is uh, do you know what the World Push Championships are? Uh, isn't it just the start? Yeah. So for those uninitiated in, in bobsled who uh, haven't just spent. 25 fucking days in Korea watching nothing but Winter Olympics. Yeah, basically you've got two people, um, or in some cases four people four. in the sled. Um, the, the person at the back is what's known as the brakeman. They are called push athletes, and it's their job to generate most of the force behind the sled to get it going right at the beginning. Um, 
usually when you look at timings for the bobsled, you get a start time, which is the time it takes for them to actually get it uh, going and then out of that kind of starting area. And then you obviously get the final timing right at the end of the track. And and the start is super important. Yeah, the start is super, super important. Obviously, this is a sport in which hundreds of a second make all the difference. Yeah, ask the Latvians. Yeah, exactly right. Lovers of silver. But what happens is... The, the push athletes don't really get much love. They don't really get much love. It's not glamorous for them. Usually it's the pilot. Even when you look at the screens, and there's even last night, yeah. it said the team. So it was just like, you know, uh, Team Korea, pilot, you know, Lee, Lee Sun Bing or whatever. Um, and so that, that's what it would say, right? And there's nothing about the actual brakeman, despite the fact that in the two man, it's half the fucking team. Oh, and after they, after they do the work at the very beginning, the brakeman has the absolute dishonor of spending the rest of the race not even looking no. with their head between their legs being yeah. basically a human missile. Yeah, basically. Uh, we had Ash Werner telling us that apparently what you do is, is you try to get as close as licking the bottom of the sled as oh. possible. That's how deep you've got to get down. <laughs> she said, you don't know what flexibility is until you've done bobsled. Yeah. Because we believe her, and we we one hundred percent believe her, and because you're just ra- it gets up to five G's as you're going down that course, oh so you've just got to tuck in and fucking pray. It's it's fucking terrifying. Listening, the sound of these things coming past you at one hundred and forty k an hour, yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, it's mis- it's and it, it's it is not on tracks. Obviously, yeah. it's just. Ice rails on a fucking tunnel made yeah. of ice. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess the thing is, right, the, despite the fact that they get no love, the push athletes on each of these bobsled teams are really, like, very responsible for the team's success. Sure. Right? Um, so what they did was they actually established what's called the World Push Championships. And so okay. it's been going uh, for quite a while. And it's literally just the event where they just do the start of the bobsled. Love it. What happens to Do you? What happens to the because rest of the like, bobsled? Nothing. So, like, there's just one person pushing the bobsled. Oh, shit. So, one person pushes a whole bobsled by themselves and then just records that time. You must understand that a, that a push time on most bobsled tracks is about five seconds. Yeah. Or under. And That's... so, it was just that. And so, you've just got all these athletes cycling through for five-second runs. They get down to the end of... I don't know, a 50-meter track, and then they're just like, sweet, and then they pop out. Well, my question is, because the brakeman jumps in, puts the head between their legs, and then the bobsled fucks off down an icy chute, yeah. who's steering this piece of shit? Yeah, no one. Like, wh- because it, because <laughs> Where does it, it go, Because, because it doesn't go to the end of the track. It stops after like 50 meters. Right, but, but it's, it's on the flat then. Yeah, it's on the flat. It's, it's not on the, on the downward. It's not on the, on the decline. Well, forgive me for wondering whether they had just created a, a totally new track or just gone, sweet, bobsled, bobsled track. Uh, also, just a reminder, kind of like the movie Speed, uh, once yeah. you push this thing and get it started, you're going to have to figure out how to stop it. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it's like a fake-your-own-death scenario where you go down on the bobsled, quickly jump out, and then the bobsled <laughs> keeps going and explodes. And explodes. <laughs> yeah. So they do have this World Push Championships, and in 2000... Jamaica won the gold medal. Oh, yes. In the World Push Championships. Uh, so very, very proud moment for those guys. Um, interestingly enough as well, at 2002 in Salt Lake City, 
Um, the two-man team of Winston Watson, Lascelles Brown, actually set the Park City bobsled track record and the Olympic record for the push-start segment. Fuck of the yeah. two-man race, 4.78 seconds, super fast. That's very, very swift. Yeah. So they uh, failed to qualify for, for Turin in, in 2006. 2010 in Vancouver uh, didn't make it either, but they did make it to Sochi. Um, they did okay, but not overwhelmingly well. And, I mean, that's kind of the story of their of their Winter Olympic attendance, really. Um, and then, obviously, the girls set a bit of a record because they qualified in their own right, actually, for 2018. Yep. It wasn't a quota spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which Off their is own merits. Enormous. Um, the other big thing, I guess, for, for Jamaica is that they're probably some of the most successful fundraising sporting teams of all time. So they do share that in common with the Nigerian women's team. Yeah, so absolutely. They, so obviously the Nigerian women's team did a whole bunch of activities. Uh, in 2014 for Sochi, the Jamaicans uh, were lacking funding. They they hit up the cryptocurrency peeps, the, oh, the crypto what? bros. They hit up the crypto bros. Holy shit. And the guys from Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, they, they raised uh, $30,000 of approximately 40000 that was required within two days of them setting up their thing. Uh, and then online campaign was set up um, to, to raise an additional 80 grand through tilt.com. Uh, and then when it closed, the campaign had raised $129,687. See, That's a horrible way to say that. I'm running on one hour of sleep. It's, it's totally fine. I think that that is, that's a great success story for crypto. Yeah. If you tried to do that, in the in the space that we've been here at the Winter Olympics, you would not only not have funded your way to the Olympics, you'd actually be in debt forever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so we don't recommend that. No, 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 not at all. And uh, we recommend and- things like sausage sizzles. Invite Jeff Hugel. <laughs> other th- <laughs> other things like that. Oh, so good. So that is the story of Jamaica at the Winter Olympics. Look. Doesn't look like it's they're going to strike gold no, or silver or bronze anytime soon. But they are the best. But fuck, how good are they? I love it. That is all we have time for. It's uh, just ticked over the 45-minute mark of the cast. Oh, so no. It's time for us to drop it. <laughs> all right. See you guys. See ya.